Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Welcome back to another episode of the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. I am your Systems and Workflow BFF and guide, Dolly DeLong. And today, I have a new biz friend on the podcast today who is going to be sharing a wonderful branding strategy session with us. So fellow creatives, I want to encourage you to tune in, listen in, watch in so that you can elevate your brand this year, especially I know that this episode is coming in at the beginning of 2024. So if elevating your brand is at the top of your list, you're going to want to listen to this episode, watch this episode. So I have with me Jesse Christensen and Jesse is a brand strategist and creative director who helps coaches, creatives, and service-based business owners craft magnetic personal brands that stand out attract their dream clients, and skyrocket their businesses to their next level of success. From founding a brand design studio in Chicago to leading the creative team of an eight-figure startup in New York City, Jesse has spent the past decade mastering everything there is to learn about building a successful brand from the ground up. From strategic brand storytelling to an elevated visual aesthetic, to share story-worthy client experiences. Now, Jesse's mission is to help other impact-driven, heart-centered, service-based founders leverage the most powerful asset they have, their personal brands. So Jesse, welcome to the show. It's really great to have you on. Did I leave anything out? No, thank you so much. That was such a great introduction. <laughs> so thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, definitely. And for those of you who may be tuning in or watching in, I was on Jessie's podcast a few weeks ago, and I'll be sure to tag her podcast to this episode as well so you can get plugged into just like everything Jessie has to educate on because let me tell you, her podcast is incredible. I subscribe to it, and I've been learning a lot about building a brand. So I'm so excited to be chatting about systems, about branding specifically, personal branding, as in creating a magnetic personal brand story with elevated personal brand visuals. I'm like really excited for us to dive into that um, because I know that regardless if my listeners are just starting out with their business, they're taking those baby steps to build out their business or I say this a lot in my episodes. Everybody hears me say, you might be in the messy middle and you're figuring out like how to lay a better foundation for your business with systems and workflows. And yes, branding does come into play as a puzzle piece. So that's why I'm really excited to dive into this topic for the listeners, for the viewers. And Jesse, I love making sure listeners walk away with a strategy after either listening or watching. And I know that you are going to share like a mini mastermind with us and they are 
probably going to have to listen to this several times just to take loads of notes. So I will let you take it away. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited. I think we should just dive right in. To start, I just want to echo what you're saying, whether you're listening or watching to this and you are new on your business journey or if you're in the messy middle or whatever stage you're at, it's totally a great place to start thinking about your brand. So don't feel like you're behind in any way or need to catch up. The beautiful thing about a brand, and this is something that I say often, is it's a living, breathing thing. So it should grow and change and evolve as you yourself as a founder grows and changes and evolves as well as your business. Because I mean, Dolly, I'm sure you feel this too, but business isn't linear by any means, especially if you're a creative, you're a service provider, you're a coach, or, you know, the face of your business, a personal brand. And so I do believe it is one of our most important assets to focus on and develop on, especially if we are client-facing, right? I think sometimes there's a little bit of confusion between what a brand is or what branding is. And I've seen this talked about in a few different ways. And sometimes people can get confused by it. When people think of branding, oftentimes they think of your logo, your color palette, a lot of these visual elements. I have clients come to me and they're like, when I started my business, the first thing I felt like I needed was, you know, a logo and my colors and my website and all of these visual things. And yes, that is branding, but your brand is something different. Your brand is the foundation of who you are, who you serve, and what sets you apart in your industry and in the marketplace. And a lot of times, this is where we should be starting out when we're thinking about developing things, but it's so easy to get caught up in a lot of that external stuff, right? The colors, the fonts, because that's what goes on your website or any sort of marketing materials, your Instagram, your emails, whatever have you there. So just wanted to make that distinction because I'm going to be sharing a lot about our brand and how we can develop that and cultivate that because that's really what every sort of marketing channel or asset that we have should be built upon. And so that's why thinking about your brand is so important. Do you have any questions so far on that? I do. I was just like nodding along like, oh man, I just wish I would have learned this concept five years ago. What you're probably going to speak on this, Jesse, but I'm just going to ask this anyway. What would you have to say to the brand new business owner who's listening in, who has that like urge and drive? Like they want to do all the things, they want to perfect all the things, but, and they like building that brand is part of that thing that they want to build out. What would you say to them? Would you, a brand strategist like yourself, like what do you normally tell clients who are like, ready to hit the accelerator before they even know anything about their business? Yeah, that's a great question. I work with a lot of ambitious founders and creatives. A, kudos to you. I think it's awesome that you're so serious about your business. I'm the same way. (laughs) So I definitely want to commend that. The interesting thing, and as I said before, it's really hard to perfect a brand because 
it is a living, breathing thing, right? And it, it changes so much. And a lot of what makes a really great brand is based off of a lot of that information that you said, like who you serve, how you can help them, what your core promise is. And I think hitting on one of the arguably the most important pieces of our brands, which is our unique selling point or proposition, I will likely reference this as your USP, but our USP, because that's our differentiator. I think it's easy when you first get started out and even now to compare ourselves online. We follow along probably other people in our industry who seem to have more followers, more quote unquote success, more income, more engagement, like a lot of those vanity metrics, if you will. And it can be easy to be like, okay, they have such a large piece of the pie. Why, you know, why would someone work with me? And so when you're really able to figure out what that is for yourself, that gives you so much more confidence in knowing that there are people out there that are looking for someone like you, if not just mm -hmm. you, period. <laughs> so that comes over time, right? And so I think there there is a balance between Showing up professionally, because that's important. We need that credibility. That's where that branding visual piece comes into play. You could have the best offer in the world, but if someone finds you out of the blue, let's say it's someone you don't know, a cold lead, mm -hmm. and they find your social media profile or your website or whatever um, you have for your online presence, and there isn't that air of professionalism or consistency, then it's going to be a lot harder to make the sale. You do want to be established and, and present yourself in a great way, but mm -hmm. that also can change and develop over time and you don't have to invest. And this is the great thing about being in 2024, right? Is We've got things like Canva, like the DIY world is so great and accessible for people where back when I was, you know, had my background in design and branding, it's like I had to learn all these different softwares and it was not like DIY friendly. So you have a lot of great tools at your fingertips to be able to help you DIY this. And then once you feel like you've you, you're established in your offers, you know who you're serving, and you really want to just like scale and set this on fire, then that's where you can consider hiring a professional to maybe help you if it's not your forte or spending more time and money in your brand itself. I love this. I would love to, because I know you unpacked it a little bit, but I would love for you to unpack even more about USP your unique, uh, was it, was it unique selling? Unique selling point, unique selling point. proposition. Oh, there, there can be multiple words that they all mean the same thing. It's just essentially what sets you apart. Okay. How can a business owner in your, in your experience and expertise, how can a business owner take steps to find out what their USP is or start developing their USP? Because I know it takes time. But what are some other, like, besides that answer, what, what steps can a person take to find out their USP? Yeah, that's such a great question. I think there can be a misconception sometimes around your USP or figuring out what, what makes you unique, like what differentiates yourself. Because a lot of times you're like, I may be able to offer like the exact same thing as so-and-so <laughs> other business owner. And it's so hard for us as solopreneurs or um, founders when we're so close to home, right? Yeah. It's almost, I liken it to 
Let's say you're at a party and you meet someone new and they're like, oh, yeah, what do you do for fun? And you draw a blank because you just, I don't know. It, it's like tough being put on the spot sometimes. Yeah. At least I do that. And I'm like, I promise I'm cool. I promise <laughs> I do things for fun on the weekends. I just, I'm drawing a blank. So it can be hard for us to see that in ourselves, which is why a lot of people will hire, you know, a brand strategist or a coach to help them through that process. But what I love to tell my clients is that your unique selling point doesn't have to be anything groundbreaking. It doesn't have to be anything that people haven't seen before. It doesn't have to be completely new. It just has to be something that is important to your ideal client. And the most effective USP that I've seen out there is someone's why or their brand story. It, it, it's essentially why you do what you do because that is the one thing unique to you. No one else has that. They may have similar background as you or a similar drive to serve or whatever it may be, but your way that you go about that is unique. And so I would start with asking yourself that question. You know, what is my why? Why do I do what I do? And there's an amazing author out there. His name is Simon Sinek, and he has a book, I believe it's called, um, start with why. And and it details this in more length. But a lot of people like to think about things from the outside and work in. So it's, they might think about, okay, what are my offers or what's my process or or other things that people try to differentiate and then think about like their why. When, and he argues that it should be done from the inside out. Oh. And that's exactly how um, successful brands are built and personal brands. Because if you are a founder of the company or want to be the face of your business in any way, which in this day and age is critical to signing on more clients and being more visible, getting yourself out there, then your why, your mission, and your story is really what's going to connect you with your dream clients and the people that you can best help. I love that so much. I'm just going to repeat back like what I yeah. was hearing. I, I think that it's really, you were saying and sharing that it's really important to start with your why. And it's going to be very different from the person that you follow on Instagram who has like that huge platform. And I also, I love that you recommended Simon Sinek's Start With Why. I'll be sure to link that in the show notes as well. That that would be really good. I'm going to, I don't know if that is offered on audiobook, but I'm going to have to listen to that on audiobook because that is a really good resource. That I mean, yeah. that alone is a good resource. Thank you for peeling it back a little further, like a USP, because we just want to jump to the shiny thing that is going to catapult us in our brand or catapult our business to making, I don't know, like whatever people are aiming for these days. What is it? Eight to nine figures? <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's like a lot. And we really need to craft it and boil it down to what drives us. And I'll share this personal story. So about two or three years ago, I was I will admit, I was caught up with the, well, I have to make like 10K or more a month. That's what everybody is doing. And it was stressful. And then when I started peeling back my why and my enough factor, that was enough. another thing. Finding what was enough for me, 
it didn't have to be 10K. It, it was, it didn't even have to be 5K. People are going to be astounded by that. And I lifted like a weight off of my chest. Oh, this feels so good. Like I, I can have fun now in business and not be stressed out and try to like keep up with everyone. I am just like, like building my business, my brand around my why and around my enough factor. I don't know if that's even helpful or not in in alignment. With Absolutely. This. Well, and that's a beautiful thing about your brand is yeah. it when you take the time to sit down and really think through mm-hmm. these things and weave them into your business, weave them into your offers and your marketing and all these other things, then A, it's going to feel in alignment to you. B, that means you're less likely going to become prone to burnout or to exert yourself in a way that you're not comfortable with. And C, that's really what makes your brand magnetic. That's where your brand starts to do the work for you by bringing leads to you. Because when you're sharing yourself in that way, when you're showing up authentically, when you're showing up with confidence, because you really do believe in what sets you apart and the transformation that you can give your clients, that energy is palpable. You can feel it. And that's something that like the best ad in the world can't capture if you don't have that or the most beautifully designed website. I mean, I personally know of people who have come to me and they're like, I feel like my branding was really great. I paid the designer thousands of dollars to do it. But I'm not getting any inquiries or leads from this. And on the other hand, I've yeah, I know of business owners who didn't have a website for a couple of years and didn't focus on some of those things and have made six figures or more. Yeah. So I and but I will say like the common thread throughout it all is our personal brands. It is how we approach what we do, and so that is the important thing to focus on, especially when you're starting out and throughout your entire journey, because once you have that figured out, everything else builds on top of that. I will 100% agree with that. And mic drop for you. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So moving on from USP, you were, um, you were like diving deeper past USP, but I was like, can we stop and talk about USP? Yes. I will let you move forward. Sorry. I just really wanted to ask about the USP portion. Oh, no, that's great. On the topic of building a magnetic personal brand and a story, arguably our our story is one of the most important selling points of our brand. It's people connect with stories. There are tons of studies that have been done on this. And our stories are important because if, especially if you are someone that's gone through a certain struggle or help your clients through something like that just helps build trust and say, hey, I've been here before. I know what to do. So like Dolly, for you, for example, with educating people on systems and workflows and SOPs, like you were once in that point running a business where you had to learn how valuable these things were and you work through it. And that's what makes you such a great educator on this and establishes trust, right? So that's a part of your story. And the interesting thing too, is like a lot of part of our stories change over time and develop over time as we become clearer on who we best serve and our offers and things like that. But I think the important thing to think about, so let's say you have an about page on your website and you want to share a little bit more about you or your brand's story. A mistake that I see a lot of people make is making it all about them. 
And while sharing a lot of your accolades are important or you know exactly like what you did to build a business, you're leaving out like the most important part, which is your ideal client. It's the person reading it, right? And so you want to keep them at the forefront of your story. And how I like to help my clients work through this is to imagine yourself like writing it to them. Or if it's helpful, a past version of you. This works really well if you're like an educator or a coach or someone who's gone through a certain transformation. But let's say you're a brand designer, for example, who maybe isn't really focused on that. You can still get into the nitty gritty of why someone should be working with you and why your story should matter to them. And of course, this comes to thinking about your ideal clients, right? The right type of people. I've heard people call these your best yes clients or the right fit clients or whatever it is, but your best people, like the ones that you feel like you can really serve, that you would just love to work with. Think about these people and read over, like let's say maybe you have something right now, read over it and be like, would this be compelling to that person? And then asking the question, what's in it for them? So that's also a really great question to ask and to think about. I think anytime you have any sort of brand messaging, email, marketing, (laughs) post, whatever out there. I'm going to piggyback off of Mm -hmm. that and say I have been doing this work slowly over time as well. And especially for my OG listeners, OG viewers who have been with me since the very beginning with the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast, you all know I love leading the Systems and Workflow Magic bundle at least one to two times a year. And again, those are bundles or summits all centered around helping creative business owners understand different puzzle pieces of systems, workflows, SOPs, but with a very specific theme, every bundle, every summit. I bring that up because I want to continue to refine it and speak to the creative business owner who is, again, either in the messy middle or in the beginning stages of their business, like those two types of business owners. And they are overwhelmed by systems. And in order to do that, I had to actually interview or reach out to past either bundle or summit purchasers or followers who love the podcast and are engaged. Or so I knew who they were because they were engaging with me. And so they helped me craft my copy for these pages. And so I'm just sharing this because yes, it does take time to refine your messaging to impact your brand, what Jesse is sharing with us. But it also helped me get to know what their pain points were and what they were looking for with future bundles and with what they like, what I could do better to serve them. So I like wanted to give listeners, viewers a tangible way of, okay, how do I like craft this copy? That's what I did. And I tend to do this like every This may seem intense, but I tend to do this every six to nine months, just like to reach out and continue to craft my, I don't know, my brand messaging to speak to them and not me just like being the systems and workflow hero. I'm not a systems and workflow hero. I just love systems and workflow and I want to be everyone's guide. I don't want to be the same person. So Uh, This is a long-winded way of sharing with listeners and viewers, like you can do this like 
with Zoom meetings and like coffee chats, invite people over, buy them a $5 gift card to Starbucks or their favorite coffee shop and like truly honor their time. And they will help you craft this brand messaging for you. Absolutely. I love so much that you brought this up for Mm -hmm. a few reasons. One, it's so important to know who you're serving in a way that they're communicating it to you. So we may think certain things, but um, if it's not coming across in their words, not likely to resonate in the same powerful way. So I love and and encourage my clients to get that research in, whether it's like you said, coffee chats or sending a survey to your email list or putting up a a post on your Insta stories, just asking for feedback. You can incentivize it or not. I find that people are usually pretty willing to give feedback, especially if it's going to help them in some sort of way. And that is one of the most valuable pieces of like data or messaging insights that you can get because you're getting it from their words. Mm-hmm. A good example of this is, for example, let's say, you know, you're a business coach and you help people make more money. For example, we're just keeping this basic. You might be saying in your marketing and your messaging, like get more sales, get more sales. But maybe your clients or your ideal people don't think of it as like getting sales. They think about it as signing on clients or just making more money. And so these all mean the same things. But the whole point of this illustration was to share that it's so much easier and more effective to find the way that your people are saying it. And so that's That is something too that I commend you, Dolly, for doing this frequently because things can change. And as you improve things and refine your offerings, it's so important to be able to go in and, and, and speak to your people too. And that helps create a greater sense of community and trust as a prospective client to be like, wow, Dolly really cares about the people that she serves. I feel like I would be in good hands if I worked with her. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I, I will say to listeners and viewers, everyone, it is really, it's hard, like sometimes to do that, get, I don't want to say get the courage to do that, but just be consistent to do it and not, well, with my personality, I want to perfect everything the first time, just from the first get go. But you you, like literally human experience, you're never going to perfect it the first time. You're not a robot. We're humans. And so refining it, it has been like a refinement in for my personality, just like learning and growing. And I'm so glad at the very beginning of this episode, Jesse, you had mentioned like building a brand is not a linear experience. It's you're growing constantly, you're evolving, you're changing. And so I look at these brand, I don't want to call them brand sessions, but voice of customer sessions, Mm -hmm. coffee chats as refining for me too, and just learning how to better serve, how to better craft better, more tangible systems and workflow services or mini courses or bundles or even free education. And so anyways, you all, what I'm trying to say is this takes time and it takes a lot of, you just have to take the first step to do it. You can't, expect this to happen overnight. You have to take the first step to do it. Absolutely. And of course, there are like resources and coaches and other people out there that can help you if you're feeling really stuck 
in any of this because I am not a natural copywriter. I'm a more of a visual person and it's like a muscle that you have to develop. And it was definitely helpful for me to chat with mentors, coaches, other people to help me initially discover some of these things for myself. And sometimes you just need to hear it (laughs) to then be like, oh, yes, like you put the words to what I was trying to say that I haven't been able to say. (laughs) I tell my coaching clients, it's so funny sometimes being a solopreneur, like I liken this to being on the inside of a water bottle. It's like weird, but go with me here. Like you're on the inside of the water bottle and you're trying to read the label on the outside. Like the label on the outside has all the answers for like what's inside. And all you need to do is just have to someone outside of you go pick up the water bottle and look at it and be like, oh, here's what it says. Yeah, it's that it's that simple. But sometimes like on the inside, things are murky or we overthink things or like we stress about it being perfect. Right. But the most important piece of this is that it's authentic. Mm -hmm. That's really what energetically comes through to people like we we can feel that. And so if you're just being authentic in who you are, how you can help, why you do what you do. Then like I have chills right now because that's really that's really what it's about. That's how you make those connections. That's how you're able to attract those aligned opportunities and people and you know collaborations and things that you might not be able to get otherwise if you're grinding so hard trying to make things perfect. Yeah. And so give yourself the freedom to be messy a little bit. Of course, you have your reputation on the line sometimes. So like you know, be, be professional about it, but give yourself the freedom to experiment and to test things out and to be like, okay, I'm going to put this out there. See how that works. And Dolly, I know we've talked before about how important it is to get data from the things that we're doing, any sort of marketing efforts or whatever, so that you can see if something is quote unquote working or not. And that's that's a great part of the refinement process of growing and evolving and you're working on something too. Can you speak to the listener who is thinking, okay, I I know like I have a story, but Jesse, but Dolly, I'm like so boring. I'm like the most vanillaist vanilla person. Although I, I love vanilla. I, I don't like that term, but that's the term that comes to mind. I'm just bland. Here we go. I am just the blandest person who ever walked on the face of the planet. Like how how do I uncover stories about myself? I love this question. As someone here, I'll give a little story. So I feel like personally, I'm not very funny. That's just something like, like my fiance can crack a joke and get a whole room laughing. And I've never really had that ability. And there are other like people that I see online who are really good about making funny posts and memes and cracking jokes and all that stuff. And I'm like... I wish I was like that because I, it just doesn't naturally come to me. And so it's easy to be like, oh, well, maybe that's what you have to do to get more followers or to get that engagement or whatever. And that's not true. It's everyone it connects with people in different ways. And so it's funny because I would maybe identify myself as someone like more bland or vanilla or um, I don't know, just maybe like less out there, if you will. Like I don't like to wear bright clothes or draw a lot of attention to myself in that way. And you can still show up in a way that stands out to people. 
And that is, I mean, I say this time and time again, but it, it's really just owning who you are and how you like to do things. So for me, on my Instagram, I don't share a lot of jokes because that doesn't really come naturally to me. But what I do share are things that I pick up on when I work with clients or things from my podcast that I really liked or documenting something that I'm doing in my day that I actually enjoy that to some people might seem like the most fascinating thing in the world. But to me, it's just every day. So it's our brands too. It, it's not what like we say we are. It's how other people perceive us. Mm-hmm. So it really is like a, you know, it, it takes two people. So a lot of that too is if you're doing your voice of customer research or having some of these sessions or getting to know people, asking them, what are some words that you would use to describe me? Because you might be surprised by some of those things. I encourage clients to look at testimonials from past clients because in there, people are sharing and raving about you. And sometimes we just need to be reminded of the things that we do have that are special and that have impacted someone else's life. So it can be so easy to feel like we're so boring. No one's going to pay attention to us. Like we're so meh, but that's not necessarily true for everyone. And your ideal clients are not going to think that about you. Sometimes it just takes a little encouragement and reminder to keep going. Well, Jesse, let me encourage you. This will be the little Jesse encouragement portion of the podcast, but I want to let you and the listeners know when I interact, we found each other in a Facebook group because you have said, Hey, I'm looking for like people to come on my podcast at the time. And so that's how we connected. But I was very blown away by one, your, your professional, like you're very professional. You came across as both very kind and open, but then at the same time, very professional. And you followed through right away. Like there's so many like business owners online who say they want to run a business and then there's no follow through. There's inconsistency. Like they're so scattered. I'm like, I don't really, I don't really know how to take you seriously. But with you, I was like instantly like, wow, she is very professional. She means what she says. She says what she means. And then we, you scheduled a Zoom call just to talk with me, just to see like if we vibed well and which I appreciated. And then you were so like smiley, which you are right now. So smiley, so happy, so warm. So I would, that's how I, my perception of you is. And so I don't think you need to be extremely funny to attract people like you already have that aura about you, that warmth and niceness and professionalism about you. So that is my perception about you. Thank you so much. And for the listeners, do you see how important it is to sometimes get other people's opinions of you and not base your whole self-worth off of what other people say? That's very important. And that's a trap that you can fall into. But I would have never known that. Unless like Dolly just shared that there. And that's great for me because those are some of the things that I do want to portray in my brand. So that information tells me like, okay, this is working. You know, my tone of voice is working. Like it's definitely, I love that you said to a balance of being warm and inviting, but also professional because that's how I do feel about, you know, my work and and the clients that I work with and my background. I've had a corporate background. I've also had a background of being a business owner and a founder. And these are all parts of me. And you are going, you listener, you Dolly, you are like are going to have those similar things. And so that's why it's so helpful to 
make these connections with people. And it can be scary to put yourself out there too. Like when I posted that Facebook post, I'm like, I might hear crickets, but I'm feeling inspired to do this. And I know it's something that's going to help my clients. So let me just put it out there. And so many wonderful things have come from that too. So it's, I would say, yeah, it's been great. But I would just say to, it all comes down to us really. And if you're watching this or listening to this and you're just feeling so uninspired or you feel stuck or you're struggling with things, then I would recommend and encourage you. I've done this myself and it's been amazing to just unplug for a little bit, however much time you need. Maybe that means going off of Instagram for a little bit or taking a walk in the middle of the day or something to reconnect with yourself. Mm -hmm. And because that's where your best ideas are going to come from, your, your inspiration, your answers, and you're with you. So it's so important to really cultivate that and awaken that knowing within us to then be able to make decisions in our brand, in our business, like whatever we're working on, that feels aligned and that is really going to be authentic for us. Yeah, I agree with that. That's really good advice. And especially like encouraging listeners, I will piggyback off just unplugging so you can start stop comparing yourself to whoever XYZ business owner you're comparing yourself to and like really align, like recalibrate yourself to your whys and to or your why and to just why you want to run your business because that will impact your the way you show up in your brand. Absolutely. And that's what other people will sense and feel. And it's a lot of times not talked about, but it's so Mm -hmm. important. And sometimes people are like looking for the missing thing, like, oh, like I keep working on this or investing in these programs or this or that and nothing's working. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't really think to turn the questioning into ourselves. Be like, is there something within us that might need to shift or that we need to foster or change to have a different outcome than before. And it's not easy work, but it is like the most rewarding thing that we could do. Yeah. It's like a personal counseling session on us all the time. Honestly. <laughs> like it's, if you do not enjoy counseling listeners or viewers, like it, owning a business is really hard work. It's like personal development constantly. Jesse, thank you so much for sharing all of these points with us. I know we've been chatting for a while, but before I let you go, do you mind sharing several things? How a person can find you, work with you, connect with you? Do you mind sharing where you live and all the socials? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a fun conversation. Like Dolly mentioned before, I do have a podcast as well. So chances are, if you're listening to this, you love podcasts. <laughs> My podcast is called the Embody Your Brand Podcast. And you can find that anywhere where you like to listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever. I'm also on Instagram at jesse underscore underscore Christensen. And you can connect with me there. Shoot me a DM. My DMs are always open. So if you have any questions or follow-up comments from this conversation or just want to chat, hit me up there. My website is jesse-christensen. 
And there you're able to see all the ways that you can work with me, whether on a one-on-one capacity, or I also have a new resource out called the Brand Attraction Blueprint. And this is where I've detailed my exact framework that my clients go through to be able to create these magnetic personal brands that attract more leads and aligned opportunities and all the goodness that we were chatting about in our conversation today. So it really is step-by-step. Nothing is laid out. So if you're really wanting to work on your brand this year, like Dolly said, if it's a priority for you or just from listening to this conversation, if you feel inspired and you want to learn more, I highly recommend that you check that out. And that is at jesse-christensen.com forward slash blueprint. Thank you so much, Jesse. And again, I want to reiterate to everyone again to go check out Jesse's website, Instagram. It is gorgeous and beautiful. And the word that comes to mind is elevated. Like, well, thank I, you. <laughs> so beautiful. So please, everyone, go check it out. I will put everything in the show notes. So don't worry. I, I got your back. And then for those of you who are tuning in live to the series, like this series is all about elevating your brand. So there will be another episode uh, like very similar to this about how you can create systems and strategies to take baby steps toward elevating your brand. So I'm really excited about the next episode. And until then, have a streamlined and amazing week, you magical muggle you. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.